0: I'm so happy to do this. I feel like we've been chatting on Twitter for, like, a few months, and I'm, like, oh, I've been, like, chasing you down, trying to be like, please, please, please come on show.
1: Yeah, it always ends up so hard to line things up with schedules and everything.
0: I know, especially since I'm only, like, vaguely human in the morning.
1: Yeah, I have a hard time with that. I'm the total opposite. (laughs) I feel so
0: bad. Me. I get so many people are like, "Hey, I want to be on the show," but I'm really only functional at night. I'm like, "Well, <laughs> then you're going to have to carry the entire interview." <laughs> <laughs> so, part of the reason we started talking was because you called me out in the nicest, most respectful way ever, and I was so grateful for you to like bring something to my attention that I have almost zero personal experience with because I haven't talking about. I think it's the endometriosis episode. And you're like, hey, great episode. You left all of us out who are trans and non-binary who are like, please stop saying like just one gender when you're talking about things. I'm like, okay, I was talking about uteruses. So how did I do this wrong when I was talking about uteruses? You're like, okay, so talk about the uterus and you can like talk about the biology. But when you say it's a woman's issue, you just left out everyone who's like on the other side of this. I was like, Oh my God, I did. You were so right. I, wow, messed up. And you've been like so good at like anytime I've messed up, you're like, Hey, so I listened and you said, I was like, I did. I, and I can't tell you how much like your voice runs through my head when I'm like doing an interview and I'm like, I am on every opioid I have. I have to be really careful on how I'm saying this and Oh, I'm trying so hard, but I really thank you for like calling me out because I would have had no idea.
1: And- no, for sure, and, like, it's super, like, I don't expect people to listen when I call things out. Like, I feel like so often I'll do that and just get, like, the rolling eyes or, like, just no response and people don't acknowledge it and just, like, continue to do whatever, like, they're comfortable in. So it's so definitely really nice to, like, have somebody open to that and, like, willing to listen.
0: You break my fucking heart when you say that because I, I just... I can't imagine like everything you're dealing with, which I dealt with, like you are, I think you're actually exactly half my age. And like, I just felt so protective of you when you were like, I'm dealing with these things when I'm talking to doctors. And I just like, I just read through your, um, you were so, you're such a beautiful writer. I really hope you write because I read through your, um, form, (laughs) like I send out a form. If you haven't been on the podcast yet, I send out a form and all of you guys write stuff on it, and then I put it up on show notes, so please always go to our show notes because whatever we don't cover here is probably covered in the the form. It's really long, and I'm really sorry, but oh my God, the way you describe things. I was sitting here like, I put on mascara for this. It should have been waterproof. <laughs> like, it was so visceral, the things you were talking about. I just kept feeling like I was just being punched to the solar plexus from the things I can understand because we're, we're fellow zebras, and the um, I, I hope we can get to some of the things you talked about. And if at any point you're like, uh-uh, just, tell, just hold up a hand and I will absolutely run away from the topic. <laughs> um, because you did bring up some really intense things that I hit so hard from like um, mental health and being diagnosed. Um, but yeah. when you were bringing up the, the trans non-binary stuff, and I'm like, that's a whole nother giant wall that you have to get a doctor through. And I just wanted to hug you after reading it. I was like, I just felt so protective of you reading it. I'm like, ah, none of this is fair. None of this is okay that you have to deal with. So let's just talk about the super, the easy stuff first and um let's cover just like first off some health stuff so people have some background on like the physicality of what you're dealing with I wasn't sure if you had dealt with endometriosis or not or if you are just dealing yeah. with other stainless symptoms and fibro stuff and yeah it's, it's not really mostly
1: been diagnosed I haven't had much of like the, the medical, medical care, care in, in my state, state is particularly horrible. <laughs> they don't really take anything seriously. Do you want to like, call out your state? Especially with
0: <laughs> your state what that? is not. Do you want to call out your state because your state in particular is not known oh. for its warm and fuzziness towards
1: yeah anything. I, I, I'm in New Mexico. <laughs>
0: You're in New Mexico.
1: Yeah, we have we rank poor in most everything. <laughs> like our medical is our medical is awful for everybody, but like especially with. like the added layer of being trans on top of it is awful like i can't count the numbers of times even just like in casual interaction with people where they'll like as soon as you mention it or as soon as you say like oh like actually i use like he not she and people will very pointedly like start talking about this woman wants this thing and she said this and this and like just the like casual level of it where it's like so accepted to that and nobody questions it really and just kind of lets it happen like (laughs) it's really horrible and like it's so hard to be taken seriously on that like I haven't really had much chance to have things get even close to being diagnosed because of that I've mostly had to look into things myself um others definitely was like that's like my main issue with all of the physical health I have some other like health conditions that go along with it they were looking into Um, doing testing for POTS and then the doctor who I was seeing for that, I was assaulted by one of the nurses at his office and then they did nothing about it and told me that it was basically my fault.
0: I don't know if you want to talk about that or not. I am totally here for if you want to discuss that, but I also know that you put your, your thing, like I may or may not want to talk about that and I want to be super respectful of (laughs) that because I've been assaulted by doctors. Um even sexually assaulted by doctors and so yeah when you said that I was like okay give me a minute before I, like fly down to like New Mexico and like just start screaming at people like I I can't I could barely hold when you were like that like talking about that and um it's something like I've ever even openly discussed except with my own mother like that that kind of thing yeah. where you put that that trust into a doctor to listen to you or to give a fuck or to care is like so intense. Uh, And there's nothing more vulnerable ever than sitting on that table in the most ugly, hideous gown ever with your ass hanging out in the back. And you're supposed to trust these people's stethoscopes with your life, your dignity, and everything else. Yeah. So I will let you talk further if if you want, but again, raise hand if you're like, stop it. And I will stop it. Yeah. I promise. Yeah, like, I won't go into detail with that, definitely.
1: But, like, it's just one of those things where, like, at this point, it's become every experience. And, like, there's been, I think it's been, like, three different hospitals and doctor's offices. Or I've had, like, multiple experiences like that that I can't go to anymore because I just don't feel safe in it. Like, the last one, I didn't even, like, I let them sit through and whatever. Like, call me the wrong name and the wrong pronouns, whatever, because I thought that like, maybe that would help. But that's just still such like an overwhelming issue with that. And, like, it's so hard to get treated seriously for anything, especially with the combination of age. Because I like every time I go in, people look at me they're like, "Okay, so you have problems?" Like everybody has problems. You're too young to have real problems. You're just here looking for drugs. Oh, so, like I, I usually turn down medication because it doesn't do anything for me. Like I don't. It doesn't do anything why would I even be asking for drugs I just want to know what the fuck is wrong with me
0: like, oh, my God. I mean, like, medical PTSD is real, and um, we're going to actually be doing a panel on that yeah. very soon. Um, and if you want to be a part of that panel, please let me know. I will try to figure out a three-way, like, uh, uh, Skype uh, or something. We'll figure out some way to, if you want to be in on yeah, that. For sure. Um, Because, like, not even talking about the abuse side of it, but, like, the PTSD I felt of going into hospitals and being told that I was insane... Or that there's nothing. I'm yeah. I'm healthy, and I would just go into absolute panic attacks with every test and like waiting for results. Yeah. Like I felt like my sister when she went to law school and she was waiting for her um her uh, bar exam to come back. Like it was that level of nerves waiting to find out like is anything wrong with me. I mean. A doctor mentioned Eller Stainless and I looked it up in my car I just wept I cried in a parking lot for like a good yeah. 15 minutes with every single symptom where I was like am I an alien is this like this isn't human biology here anymore like and it was just all laid yeah. out and I'm like holy fuck and then when POTS became we're gonna I'm going to at least swear a lot in this episode so um I guess YouTube can just freak the fuck out um but Uh, When they said POTS and I looked at POTS and everything that I was told I had anxiety attacks was right there in the symptoms for POTS and I'm like oh I'm not bad at any like I wasn't having an anxiety attack about college where I like started to take time off of college because I thought I couldn't emotionally handle it and no shade to anyone who's dealing with anxiety but that wasn't the problem I could have done it if I had had salt water and drugs and therapy like physical therapy yeah. like, <laughs> these are things i could have like actually gone and done easily you know so it's just like that's
1: yeah, like taken seriously god it's, it's just that level of like they take take people's pain seriously if they're telling you about it it has to be visible like you have to be able to see something or they won't believe what you're saying that's really horrible.
0: <laughs> but that's stuff that like in my incredible little bubble of privilege i was dealing with like, not being believed, and um, super visibly pale, and of a certain economic class, living in the Bay Area, and I had incredible parents who fought for me, and who were there for doctor's appointments, and that's with all the privilege, and I still dealt with that. Your level of dealing with this, without the support of family, is what I was gathering, and with other with dealing with the gender non binary. There's no way to separate that from what we're talking about. This is a huge part of of what you're dealing with. And yeah. it's a huge block from you getting help and getting a diagnosis. And without a diagnosis, getting any help is so hard.
1: Yeah, definitely. There hasn't really been much that I can do other than just kind of like do research online and like <laughs> join group study. Like get information from but that's like not actual medical treatment, like it's so not enough.
0: how are the groups um dealing with you not having diagnosis? I know there's like this weird hierarchy in some of the social media groups of like yeah. who diagnosed you. <laughs> what diagnosis do you have who do yeah. you actually have a diagnosis? It's like this weird like mean girls' group sometimes or mean person group sometimes yeah. like there's definitely there's
1: definitely such a weird like judgment on that. And it's especially weird because in my area, we don't have a single geneticist that takes insurance, and it's not possible for me to get diagnosed. Like, I, I cannot possibly get diagnosed here without going and paying, like, ridiculous amounts of money out of pocket to get seen by somebody who may not even take seriously. So, like, to that level, it's like, and that's level like. like, if somebody judges me on that, like... I, I don't know what to say other than, like, you're being classist and ableist <laughs> in yourself by doing that. Like, like, I, mean, it's, I, I feel like, like people with those symptoms should understand it, but they, like, so many people don't.
0: It, I just feel like everything always devolves into, like, Lord of the Flies in some way or another. It's... It's, everything goes into a hierarchy. Like, I always feel like we need to give a sidebar because we have an international audience and when we say things like co-pays, we have to pay for doctors, people are like, wait, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> or, um, yes, I know you had to pay for private insurance that shouldn't bankrupt you or a doctor's visit shouldn't really cost this much. Um, okay, so now I have to give a sidebar for the United States. You live in New Mexico. I live in the Bay Area. So, my access to numerous doctors and specialists yeah. <laughs> is much, bigger than yours. Like yeah. you guys have so many less, um, you guys actually have a crisis for GPs in your state. It's, um, it's not as many doctors as people who need regular doctors, let alone specialists. And even here in uh, the Bay area, we only had, uh, one major <laughs> stainless geneticist doctor who I think just retired. So it's, um, Even the ability to access help is pretty extreme, even depending on states and counties, which I think is a really important just sidebar for people who are, you know, listening in major metropolitan areas of like New York or um, even Dallas or Seattle or San Francisco. Like there are a lot of areas that, you know, it's not like chronic illness stops at certain borders. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's definitely such a big difference in those, like, I'm even lucky just to be in, like, I am in the major city in my state, and I didn't used to be, I used to be in more of, like, a rural suburb kind of area that had nothing. We had, like, I think five choices for primary doctors at all for everybody in the area. Like, no specialists. you had to drive, like, an hour out of town to get to the specialists and do everything, like, for that, like, I'm lucky to even be in a place that there are some options... (laughs) But then, like, we had two rheumatologists who I saw, the first one, told me that I had, like, benign joint hypermobility because even though I had the most flexible joints she'd ever seen, as she said, it didn't cause me pain because I was too young to have pain, so she didn't, she wouldn't diagnose anything. And then the other doctor I had one appointment with, and he was gonna do whatever else, and then he retired. (laughs) Like, there's so little where it's like, you have... Like, these little teeny, like, oh, maybe I get to see this one. Oh, maybe I got a referral to this and can, like, finally see somebody who's going to get something tested. And then, like, it's just another thing that's, like, worked away. I'm like, no, sorry. Like, you got to wait another year until you can see another specialist or another this until insurance will approve this test or whatever. Like, for a while, they wouldn't even let me get my basic blood work done anymore because they told me it, like, wasn't medically necessary. Like, if my doctors
0: are ordering it, like,
1: pretty sure it's medically necessary.
0: Just a general thought. A that,
1: like, every time. Like, it's such a fight to get any of it even looked at, and then to get any of it covered when you don't have the money to pay for it is, like, such an added, like, struggle on it.
0: We just, um,. We just went through this this weekend because I um, dislocated my foot so violently that it was a complete separation of foot and leg. And my toes had gone blue and gray and purple, which is usually the, before you get um, yourself into a gangrenous sort of situation, get your tail to the hospital. But the last time we went, it was $1,000 after insurance that we had to pay because I sat on a table, a... I have no no offense to the young people, but a 24-year-old came over who was like, okay, so your brachius is here. Do you want painkillers? No, I just want you to diagnose this and to see if you can get it back in because I can't. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's really not much we're going to be able to do about that. So you can just go home. I didn't take an aspirin. They did not set up an IV, nothing. We were charged $1,400 for that. And so I didn't go to the hospital this weekend because I was too scared of what the bill would be if they're like, we need to do surgery right now on your feet. Like- I can't even imagine what we would have been charged. So it's like this weird thing Like <laughs> we're always like playing these games. My husband and I have like, okay, should we, or shouldn't we, All right, your chest pain is at a 10. Do we want to roll the dice that it's pots yeah. or do we want to roll the dice that it's a heart attack? We need to get you to the hospital. it's like, it's getting so scary. If you get an ambulance, it's over a thousand dollars for a five minute ride that your insurance may or may not yeah. decide to cover. <laughs> So it's like these weird, like huge yeah. financial decisions that we're always making that we're gambling with health. Like it's so scary. <laughs> so for yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> like none of the process would cost them that much. Like they're making so much money off of people who just need like a basic amount of help that, like in another country, costs them like a hundred dollars to do every single thing to get major surgeries <laughs> and to get things where so it's like. Here it'll cost you like half a million dollars to
0: get like a surgery with like a week <laughs> in a hospital without insurance. I like, can, it's
1: absolutely ridiculous.
0: I'm trying to get my husband transferred up to Seattle so that I would be semi-close to Canada where we could just pay the Canada hospital bills yeah. because even not having insurance in Canada and being treated in Canada would be cheaper for us than to pay our co-pays and the 20% of the hospital bill. So I'm like, hey, but I think that this might be safer for us if we lived in Seattle. Granted, I'll freeze my ass off and (laughs) I will never to leave the house for like six months out of the year, but I might not die. (laughs) Yeah, it's um, it's
1: like... So crazy that that has to be, like, a choice for people. Like, that shouldn't be a thing. Like I've never seen why America, I always whatever. keep my hair call America so wonderful, like, but we can't take care of our people.
0: I, I, like, everyone's like, you're a first world country, and I'm like, No. I mean, by the definition of first (laughs) world country, sure. But in even places that we call third world countries, the rich get health care, the rich get to get taken care of, the rich get educated, even in countries that that even the United States claims is a third world country. And I'm like, so what's the difference here? Like we are quickly sliding into a massive divide of, 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 uh, class warfare that's getting really close like yeah and like you know like we all have to live here so why wouldn't we take care of our people and a sidebar of if another person's life is not affecting your own smile nod and move yeah. along like why is this even your issue to have an opinion about it's not your life and you're not living that person's life, it's yeah. not going to affect your life, so maybe take the money yeah. spent fighting that and put so that well money towards that, feeding the poor or, you know, educating people. Like, there's billions yeah. of dollars going into anti-trans bills, anti-gay marriage bills, and, like, you know, if I read the Bible correctly, which after years and years of parochial school, I'm going to guess I did. The guy seemed pretty clear on what you should be spending your money on, which was helping people who are poor, hungry, needing you. So go be a superhero. Do that. <laughs> That's my political message for the yeah. day. I will get off my soapbox now.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just like all of that, just I don't understand the need for people to, like, Need to know everything about other people's lives. Like, it doesn't affect you. Like, why does somebody's health affect you? Why does somebody's like, why does who somebody is affect you? Like, let people live their lives and do what they need to do to feel like okay and safe and comfortable. Like, that's really all it is for any of it. Like, educate yourself, sure, and like learn about the things and do things. But don't like demand this of these people, like they owe you something, or like they're doing something wrong, or like, they it's such yeah. like that you want to so horrible.
0: It's um, it's so baffling to me how much uh, focus we put on gender in this in this world. Like not just in this country, but in this world. Like the first question everyone asks when a baby's born yeah. is like, "Hey, what is it?" It's like, "Oh, it's human." <laughs> 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 it's vaguely humanish. It looks like Winston Churchill. I don't know. What else do you want to say about the baby? Like, it's just um
1: so, like I, I don't know. It'll when it can. <laughs> like right? like they'll let know what it is. I don't know. I can't tell it for it.
0: I like, I grew up in like such a different time in a space where like one of the biggest fights of the time that I remember having was um was sexuality. It was like discussing whether someone was gay, bisexual, and that was like a huge yeah. fight we were having and a huge um. And then it was like trance and like, wait a minute, I've never even heard of this, I don't understand. And like, I think it's just so important that we can say the words, I don't know, I don't understand, please talk to me because I am like the middle aged white woman in the suburbs. So I cannot be the only one who's like, okay, this is new for me. I've probably said or done the wrong things. i probably hurt feelings. How do I make it better? And I think it's really important to check privilege and to not be embarrassed to go, I don't know, help. Teach. Like I think Yeah, it's
1: definitely.
0: A, it's a good and there's so much more on um so sorry, <laughs> I don't know if anyone can see this. If you're watching on um, YouTube, you're gonna see my shoulders like all the way forward. So if I'm talking really fast or shrilly, it's because I am in worlds of hurt right now. <laughs> um but I think that there's so much more on television right now that's showing different worlds, like RuPaul's drag race for all of its problems and for all of its anti-trans issues, which there has been many. They've actually put trans people into a visual of a nationally watched TV show that now I feel like there's, even if RuPaul was not doing it right, there's incredible, um, there's yeah. incredible queens and people who are there saying, okay, this is my experience. This is like when she again was talking about like, I'm so sorry, I'm going totally off topic, but when she again was talking about like dressing as a woman, as a gay man coming to terms with actually being a woman, I was, like, in tears. I'm like, that's so much to process at 20-something. Like, I- I'm just in awe. Um, so I'll get back on topic. <laughs> God help me transition on topic today. Someone needs to check me. Curious is probably going, like, can you shut up, Monica? Um, <clears throat> so when I was reading through your your um, form, you had talked about, you're you being in a couple with someone else who has health issues and I am really curious how you are making that work because I can't imagine my husband is healthy and that is like what saves us is he can do all the stuff I can't which is 90% Uh
1: so
0: how do you guys do that how do you how do you keep everything going together it's your fiance right so this is like a super important wonderful relationship and so you're building a life together how do you guys allocate how do you make it work?
1: I mean, definitely, it's, like, it's hard at times, but it's not, like, our things kind of match up well in that, like, we both have problems, but they, like, I have more of the physical, and my partner has, like, like, they recently, like, developed a really severe milk allergy, and have, they have, like, a lot of problems with, with that now and, and have to <laughs> avoid. And, like, I know this was talked about, definitely. Oh, my God. No. Juros is like, I hear Very you. Very similar. Yeah, he calls <laughs> it Jackson Pollock. a lot of fat.
0: That is so hard. Yeah,
1: I'm like... I'm sorry, what was
0: that? I'm having a hard time. I think people are like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, it's a milk allergy, whatever. It's like, no, this is... Yeah. A- this is, um, incredibly, um, you have to think about everything, and there's so much, like, dairy or powdered milk that's hidden into things, like, yeah. There'll
1: be, like, <laughs> like a can or something that has, like, lactic acid, and you'll, like, she'll eat a bite of it and, like, is done for the next couple days, and it's, like, that kind of thing is a little rough sometimes, but, like, usually our stuff matches up, like, we can, I have, like, good and bad days, definitely, like, most of the time, it's a level of constant pain that I can still kind of do stuff with, like, around. Like, I don't... Neither of us work. My partner is a veteran who is on disability, so they thankfully make enough to cover, like, our what we need right now, which is amazing. Like, I don't know what we would do without that, honestly. But um it's very much like... We kind of just catch up and, like, each of us does what we can when we can. And we, like,
0: most of our time is spent
1: in bed. Like, we just kind of hang out and, like, hang out with pets, watch TV, do whatever. Like,
0: if I can cook
1: or, like, clean something, I'll do that. But, like, definitely we just kind of try to keep it, like, as low maintenance as possible. Like, we moved into a lot smaller of a place than we were in before. And it's done so much for being able to, like, maintain things a lot easier Um, We both have, like, some mental health problems, which get definitely confusing to, like, manage at some points with everything. Like, it can definitely be hard, but, like, you know, when you love somebody, like, you definitely make it work. Like, we've been able to work through a lot of things and figure it out, and we have it going pretty smoothly at this point. Like, sometimes things, like, both of us will be in a lot of physical pain and things will get a little behind for a bit, but usually we're able to keep at least enough on everything that, like, we keep ourselves going and everything, like, going smoothly enough, definitely. So really nice to have that. We never had that kind of, like, support before.
0: See, that's where you make me cry. Like, I was reading about your family and the problems you had with, like, being taken seriously with your pain, and then you're, like, but my partner, and I'm like, God, like, just, like, a minute for all the amazing partners and people who make, make being chronically ill-bearable, like, the The human condition yeah. is not a solitary creature as much as my mother likes to claim that she would like to be a hermit. It's, um, we all like, I feel like that's one of like our big like Maslow's hierarchy of needs is we need someone who can understand us and who we can lean on. And we, we need purpose in life. Yeah. Like, these are like the big things. I'm so glad you found someone that you can like yeah. lean on and that your partner can lean on you. Like that sounds like a really beautiful thing.
1: Yeah, it's been so nice for both of us because we've, like, definitely not had that and we're both very, like, solitary kind of, like, (laughs) person, definitely. It's nice to just be able to, like, sit together and be quiet and, like, on our phones doing whatever and, like, show each other a meme here and there or, like, an article or a thing and, like, just kind of, like, do your thing, like, what you normally would anyway.
0: Like, it's It's just so so nice to have that, (laughs) definitely. Like, to have somebody who
1: understands...
0: So, for, like, one of the things I keep talking to everyone about lately is, like, how do you keep a, like, level of romance when you have a, a chronic illness condition? Do you have any, like, hints or tips just on how that. you guys keep some romance going? Do you have any, like... Yeah, I mean, like, you kind, kind of just, have, just to have to, like,
1: do what you <laughs> can when you can. Like, if things don't line up, like, if you're hurting too much, you know, like... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, like, mean to get, like, into your you sex life. I was just for, talking
0: like, like, about, like romance or like
1: making someone feel special oh yeah like there's so there's some times where you're just like stuck and you can't like even think about doing anything because you're in so much pain you're just like like I can't even move right now but then like there's so many things that you can do where it's like even just like running a bath for somebody and like having a really nice like relaxing whatever like or like doing something where it's like as soon as you have like a little bit of energy to like Any kind of, like, it's nice to be able to relax with somebody and just have that, like, nice timed, like, yeah. Like, it can be hard, definitely, with all of the physical stuff to be able to find that and, like, make that work. Yes. I think as long as you're, like, willing to work on it, definitely. Because
0: we can't go out at night anymore. Like, there's no, (laughs) not going to happen. And, like, trying to be romantic and cute has really, like, we had to redefine what's romantic, like. Now it's, like, sending each other really goofy, like, rabbit memes is, like, our thing right now. It's, like, little bunny, like, snuggling bunny pictures, and, think like, we've just gotten insanely, like, almost eighth grade, like, goofy, and it's, it's working for us for some weird reason. But you really just have to redefine, like, we actually had a whole weekend of no children, and it's, like... I was not healthy enough to leave the bed. So it was like, okay, so we are going to use Grubhub and we're going to order like Indian food and we're going to, I think we watched like Fantastic yeah. Beasts or something. No, we watched Deadpool too because my daughter was not home. We could finally watch Deadpool too. <laughs> um, so we have a small house too. And that was, um, I think that's one thing that is really cool. It's like this more tiny house, minimalist living thing is really great for chronic illness. Yeah. Like the less stuff you Definitely. have, the less you yeah. have to put away. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like, I've been doing so much of, like, that helped us so much to get rid of, like, a lot of extra things and, like, just get it narrowed down so much to just what we, like, need and what we do and what we can actually maintain.
0: I keep telling my daughter when she wants to buy something, I'm like, okay, do you want to take care of it? And then do you want to responsibly get rid of it when you're done with it? Like, think about that before you put down your money. Like, is this something that you will actually like in five months or is this just really shiny and pretty and or pastel goth I think that's the newest thing is the pastel goth is is our world at the moment it, it was unicorns and glitter and mermaids but it's it's definitely taken a turn towards anime and pastel goth which i am digging like am i too old to pull up pastel hair i i'm kind of uh kind of liking that the whole like galaxy mermaid hair thing i'm like eh, maybe that could be kind of fun
1: <laughs> that's always good I've done so many it's so much effort to do like the, co- the colors and everything but it's like it makes me feel better
0: <laughs> so I always find it worth it to do and Kira's son is offers to like dye my hair purple and I'm like okay but you do know my hair's down to my waist and this is going to require a lot of hair dye and time I oh, mean yeah. I have like the Botticelli kind of, like, all, it's down past my waist at the moment. Like, if I'm looking down at something, it's, like, going Rapunzel. Yeah, it needs a
1: lot of yeah, that. Yeah, that's so much. With long hair, I don't, don't miss doing that. I had long, long hair, hair at a point, point that, that right? I died, and it was awful. That you, <laughs> so oh, when you dyed weird. your hair?
0: Like... <laughs> See, what I was I have like huge hair envy with like you. One of my friends, she is like the coolest, <laughs> like effortlessly coolest person I've ever met, and I have huge envy here. And like she just took off like half her hair, and she was looking so amazing. I'm like, could I do that? Could I pull it off? And my kids are like, No, you may, you cannot pull that off, mom. Please <laughs> do not. You cut your hair once. Do you remember how bad it was? Don't do it again. Bangs are bad too, mom. Please no. <laughs> So I have, like, this entire, like, peanut gallery on what I can and cannot do. (laughs) Like, they all weigh in (laughs) on my clothes and my hair, and I'm like, I feel like I'm back in junior high again. (laughs) Yeah. So you've been talking about the burden question in your form, and oh my god, that hit hard of the... Fear, feeling like a burden, was that your family, friends, everything?
1: I'm (laughs) sorry, obvious. Oh no (laughs) worries. Yeah, I know. Skype is freaking
0: brutal. Um, so you talked about being a burden and like that feeling with like family, friends. How have you have you been processing that? Do you feel less like that now, or is that still? It's like I'm 42, and that is still like a driving force of my fear and my interaction with people is like. I don't want to be a burden, and I don't want to disappoint, and I will get into so much trouble because I didn't want to disappoint someone, and I didn't want to burden them. Yeah. So have you? No, I definitely, yeah,
1: yeah. Sorry, what was?
0: It? <laughs> no worries. No, I like. Are you upset, crying at me, or I'm not sure if I should keep going with that? But like, I just dealt with that this weekend. I had my best friend who I love so much, and she's having um, a whole bunch going on, and she was like. Five months ago, let's go on a camping trip. We're gonna get a wheelchair accessible space. It's all gonna be great. Every she made all of these plans around my physical abilities, and I kept putting off telling her I can't do this. And that was on me. This is entirely on me. But I was like, I don't want to disappoint you. I know you planned this around me. Oh my god! And it's getting closer and closer. And then like I kept putting like passive aggressive hints out, and that was so stupid. Where I should have just been like super upfront. But I didn't want to disappoint her and I didn't want to lose a friend either. And I always have that in the back of my head of like, oh my gosh, you're not going to want to be with me. They're not going to be around me because I'm sick. And it's like, I I, no, I yeah. So I don't know what the answer to that one is. <laughs> so I have no answers. I'm just, um, yeah, that was just felt so like. Viscerally, what you would even, like? I hadn't read through your form. I read through a little bit of it But I usually read through it right before the interview so I have everything fresh in my head and oh my gosh this whole weekend was one learning experience after another that I read through your form and I'm like okay either like the matrix is getting lazy or Like the universe is throwing rocks in my direction, <laughs> but that's one of those big lessons. I've got to figure out soon <laughs> So for um yeah I want to talk more about like the gender issues for healthcare because this is like you are not the only person dealing with and you're not even the only person who's called me out. You're, just, you're one of the only people who will still keep talking to me while I'm like, okay, how do I figure this out? Um, so explain to me what it's like when you're going to a hospital or a doctor's office. Like you have like one of the first questions they ask is male or female. And I don't think that that is a question that's being asked for our health. Like I could understand they're like, are you biologically, do you have a uterus and ovaries? Because we need to know that if we're going to prescribe certain pills and if you have a uterus and ovaries, um, you will be more prone to certain things. There's questions we need to ask and there's issues with what what levels of medication, what medication, or if you have testicles, these are some questions we need to deal with. Um, So I get that there's a medical side to it, but I don't necessarily feel like that's why everything's being asked. So how do you handle these situations yeah. like as I you're going to be giving a lot of people some advice right now, <laughs> especially because we have listeners in Singapore we've got listeners all through Africa right now we've got listeners in Russia and China and I'm sure that they don't even have the, um, the resources you have in New Mexico so I'm going to ask you to <laughs> take a huge step and start educating a whole bunch of people on how to how to handle the medical system when you are Trans non-binary. I mean,
1: definitely, it's
0: like it's
1: really dependent on the individual, like healthcare system, or even like the individual doctor or nurse. But like a lot of it, like the for the male and female on a form, like for for whatever medical need of knowing that, like sure. But there's also intersex people. Like, if that was the reason for it, why is that not an option?
0: Oh my goodness, like why yes. did they not make it
1: an option? And they'll say gender next to it, so you can say <laughs> sex, and then put the gender, and then your preferred pronouns, or, like, whatever, not preferred, because it is, like, your pronouns.
0: I promise you there you are like people who don't...
1: To.
0: I promise you there's people who don't know what intersex is, so can you give a quick definition? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah so, so I don't, I don't know, know like, like, enough to really speak too, too much, much on it, but there are a lot more variations on the XX and XY chromosomes that people associate with being male or female. Like there's tons of like hundreds if not like way beyond that variations on this and like differences in the way that the body functions or the way that the body reacts to the hormones in the body or the way that those present in the person and it's all, like, very different for medical reasons that if they were asking male and female for that, they would also be asking that for the differences. And, like, it's it's very much just, like, summed up into these two things for ease of simplifying and just putting people into these two binary things because people <laughs> don't really like there being confusion. Like, you don't like that, like, gray area kind of middle ground of, like, oh, but, like, I don't, I don't know, know what, what
0: you are, do you, do you, like, do you have, have a dick, though? <laughs> like, what do you, what do you have? <laughs> like, what are you? i but it's just such an absurd thing to, like, I mean, especially in the United States, so, like, where total. we're such fucking prudes in this country, but people feel like suddenly they can ask someone like that? Like, oh yeah. my god, whose business is that? I mean, unless you're, like, actually talking to a doctor, yeah. and, like, I found a lump here to say, okay, can I see the lump? Like, I don't get where... Yeah have, that's like, a question to, get to ask. Oh and sorry yeah, real, really real quick um like by anything. the way yeah just real quick um all of you who are in countries where you could actually be physically harmed for this please use your own common sense and, and like we do not live in Singapore we do not yeah, live in Russia absolutely. we do not live in Nigeria or Malawi like we don't live in Africa we don't live in China we don't know what you're dealing with. We're just trying to give like, uh, this is the United States. These are some things that have worked here or doesn't work here these are some experiences we've had. Please be safe. Please use your common sense on how to keep yourself safe and be gentle and kind with yourself and um, take really good care of yourself. Okay, sorry, that was my my uh, <laughs> sidebar here. Um, Definitely, but even,
1: like, even here sometimes you have to be really careful about like, who you're around when you're disclosing that kind of thing. Because, like, I've had doctors or nurses even, like, very loudly asking me things in waiting rooms full of people who are giving me looks like they don't want me there. Or, you, I mean, like, that, that is a safety issue. you a parking lot. Yes.
0: I mean, like, you're not just talking about, like, I feel embarrassed or scared, which that alone should yeah. be enough to go, do not make this person feel uncomfortable or unsafe you actually literally are unsafe going to a parking lot. And I think it's really an important point to say that there was in the last year, a, a, um, female, uh, trans, uh, trans female who was murdered. And the killer was very clear that he did it and admitted it and was still let go and freely, no, nothing. And I think it's really important right now to highlight, that even in certain areas and, um, and places, even here, United States, you can actually, like, this is not a relaxed, no-issue thing. People are dying, and not just because they're scared yeah. to go to doctors. Like, this is scary.
1: No. Okay. Like, so, it's, it's a huge issue here. Like, even just walking down the street isn't safe for a lot of people. Like, if, if you are visibly trans, like, just walking around is a risk of somebody, like, getting upset and confronting you, and you don't know if that person has a weapon, and you don't know, like, what's going to happen necessarily at all times. Like, it's...
0: I don't <laughs> this think is where family members and I fly, get into
1: fights.
0: Like, yeah. gun control is, like, a huge issue to me, because I don't, not necessarily that I am, like, yeah. take guns away. I'm not take guns away. But what scares me is open carry and things like that. And it's yeah. because my fear of that is that, People don't always have a stopgap between what they think and what they do, and the idea of like yeah. how unsafe that makes anyone who, where some people have biases and they can't just go, well, I just don't want to hang out with that person. Like it goes way further than than that. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So I definitely hear your your fear walking down the street, and do you experience? Ugh, so sorry, I just I just dislocated my wrist while we were talking. Um, <laughs> It just gets ridiculous sometimes. You're like, really? Like, the day, like, my, the big joke of my physical therapist and I is like, when I come in with like my arm hanging out or my femur dislocated, she's like, so what wild and crazy thing were you doing to do this, Monica? I'm like, rolling out of bed. She's like, why don't you just base jump then? Like, it is so insane the ways that I can dislocate. It's ridiculous. Yep. So, going back to. Uh, I the- like to <sighs> It is nuts. I mean, like, if you go like to YouTube, so. we have a YouTube channel. Head over to YouTube if you want to see how disgusting my shoulder looks right now. And you're going to see why I usually wear my hair down and to the side. But today it was gross and greasy because I haven't been able to shower for two days. So the bun was the only way to actually try to look human. Um, so I want to get back to, like, how how you keep yourself as sane and safe and mentally um, okay in hospital or doctor situations where you have to be there, like, how, what, what are some of the things you found that either works or things that just definitely didn't work?
1: Home um, is definitely really hard with a lot of that because it is very dependent on both your comfortability as, like, yourself saying things and the individual doctor or whoever you're with at the time. Like, I definitely... Like, I will disclose to some people more than I will to others, or like, I will sometimes just kind of sit there and like let things be whatever, like mislabeled and whatever, as like just to kind of like go easier and like a little bit less like trouble on my end, kind of, and like less judgment. But like, definitely there's not like a whole lot that can be done, I don't feel like at this point until people's minds kind of start to change. Like, I think it's, like, as soon as it gets mentioned, people are very quick. Like, doctors especially are very quick to try to blame things on your mental health or try to blame things on being trans. Or, like, like there's... It's definitely comparable with, like, people who are overweight, who there's like a... It's, like, referred to as, like, trans broken arm syndrome. Or if you go into, like, any kind of medical... Something with a problem... They're going to very quickly be like, oh, well, like, your friends, though. So. <laughs> like, is this maybe because of this? Is it, like, is it this problem that's being a the thing? Like, no. No, I'm pretty sure that, like, I just have, like, this pain and this injury. Like, it doesn't have anything to do with me or who I am. But it's the very quick, like, they don't understand it and they want to know and they assume that everything possible that is happening in your life is because of this. And, like, because of this one thing that you chose to do as if you choose it, because that's how they, like, very much portray it. And it's, like, just that quick dismissal on it. And, like, as soon as it's mentioned, they just aren't going to take anything. You say it seriously. And it's, like, really disappointing. But I haven't found many doctors who I can't say that for. Or nurses or anybody, really, in that field who I can't say that for, who just kind of, like use it as a quick dismissal of, like, oh, well, this one's crazy, so we're just like, not going to listen to what this one says.
0: <laughs> I'm really glad you phrased it that way. It's, it's something that I think everyone can have an experience that goes back to um, that, and I can, like, viscerally understand that. And, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, if I hadn't had my mom being a tiger mom in the background, there were doctors who were recommending mental institutions. like I would have been institutionalized like it's that serious and when they found out that I had um, been sexually assaulted multiple times through like from the age of 5 to 21 they were like oh well that makes sense then obviously this is because you were sexually assaulted and sexual assault victims have more pain and they experience fibromyalgia we just read an article that fibromyalgia you know like this insane number of people who have fibromyalgia were also sexually assaulted. I'm like, okay, but just in case you hadn't read the rest of the statistics, like the amount of people with fibromyalgia that are biologically female that have like uterus and ovaries, huge percentage. And the amount of those people who have been sexually assaulted, also huge. It could maybe not have anything to do with the other.
1: Yeah, yeah, It's it's like such a big issue on it is. it is. It's so quickly associated with mental health or with other things so that they can just kind of, like, pass it off on someone <laughs> else and not worry about it because they can't figure it out. And they don't want to, like, admit that they can't figure something out. Like, it's too confusing for them. So it must just be, you're you're just crazy or you're just this. Like, it's just because you were abused as a kid. or It's like, you no, know, like, kids are abused and then, yeah, usually end up with, like, more chronic pain and autoimmune and whatever
0: because it is related to your head, because your head
1: is part of your body, <laughs> like, just because the pain could be part of something related to that doesn't mean that it's not pain that exists in somebody's body, and needs to be treated, like, it's still, it's still there, and still exists, no matter what the cause of it is,
0: I mean, it's yeah. about,
1: like, treating, and, and treat the person like a human still.
0: Oh, God, yes, and I, like, the, the incredible um, bravery and uphill battle you have of even admitting, or to yourself, to others, to discussing to this with yourself and others about any kind of abuse is so big and so so huge. It's its own. It's its own movie. It's its own like plot line. And then to know that yeah. that discussion with the doctor might invalidate... Like my mom used to say, "Honey, you might want to leave off the rapes." when you put in, because that, that was actually a question on most of the forms was, have you ever been sexually oh. assaulted or abused? And my one's like, honey, you might need to just like, discount that part of yourself for right now, just so you get this doctor to listen to what you're saying. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> like, it's like this, this other, like, not only do you get judged for being, because that was, I, I was way before the Me Too movement, so far before the Me Too movement. And if you were raped or assaulted, there was a lot of discussion in the school about what you did to have that happen to you you know, from all sides. So that was already like a victimization. And then to like know that you had to erase that side of yourself for a doctor to even listen to your, it, it was, I mean. Yeah. It's so <laughs> sad that
1: that's a thing. Like it's horrible. Cause I definitely like, there's so many things that I won't disclose on something like that. Like mental health, any of that, like you have to be really careful on what you say because otherwise they might not like take any of your stuff seriously at all. They might just, like, oh, well, yeah, you're crazy, so take care of that, and then we'll see. <laughs> like, they don't offer any help. Well, on that side of it, they tell you to do that and don't have any mental health things to offer or don't have any, like, psychiatrists or therapists or anything and resources to give these people who they're telling are crazy. Yes! Like, <laughs> like mean, you have to have both sides of it if you're going to do that. And
0: if you can afford it. I mean, I always say this podcast and my blog are literally my therapy because I certainly can't afford it. So it's, um, mental health is something that, that we really need a serious discussion with here if we're going to like blame everything in society on mental health. It's like, okay, so if we've decided that that's the thing, where's the funding for all the mental health clinics for free? Like that, that seems pretty no brainer to me, but what do I know?
1: Yeah, it's just like, it's so ridiculous the way that like, because everything, it all intersects in that way of like, everything is going to affect something else. And if you have like, when you are a woman, or like somebody with a uterus, or like, even if, like trans people, every trans person is going to be treated like, in a different way, than this person is going to in the medical field, and same with like, if you're a person of color on top of that and then if you don't have money on top of that and then if you're living in like an area that doesn't have the accessibility to it on top of that and like all of these things that people think of as like individual issues when like everything is just like stacking on top of one another and there are people who are dealing with every single one of these things at the same time and people don't seem to like want to acknowledge that.
0: (laughs) Having a huge debate right now in this country. And one of the things I keep reading, um, yeah. because I'm all for socialized medicine. I, I know it's not perfect. I get that. But if you listen to the podcast, you'll hear um, from people in Canada, people in Australia, um, people in Great Britain who have um, socialized medicine and they will tell you that it's not perfect, but there's also stop gaps of in, of other insurance you can get that can make it better. And hey, if yeah. you have another experience and you're in those countries and you're like, no, it's a nightmare, please go ahead and call in. I will, <laughs> you don't have to agree with me to be on the show. Um, but I think that it, it should never be a pocketbook question on whether you live or die. I mean, this is insanity yeah. and I keep hearing from people when I'm arguing, I think I was just in an argument about, um, this one right before I started chatting with you. So sorry, all fired up, but, um, the argument of I work hard, so I deserve this, yeah. but you don't work. So why should you get this? And it's, um, it's baffling yeah. to me how that, that question comes out of, I worked for this, you didn't, so therefore, and it's this, first off, a weird assumption that I, I never worked, I think that's hilarious, and then another assumption of, I don't want to work, which is really weird to me, yeah. and, um, and the idea of human life or any life that is um, so unimportant to them that they would rather that person die <laughs> than get help. Yeah. So, it's just, um, Yeah, it is really horrible. So I guess I don't understand that, like, that side of it at all
1: because, like, I would want anybody to be taken care of if I had the ability to, like, if it was going to take, like, a dollar out of my taxes extra every year to mean that people are going to, like, not be dying of preventable illnesses and preventable things that are, like, completely within our range of being able to take care of, like, why would I not want that to be done? Why do I care what these people are doing? Like... (laughs) Everybody deserves to have, like, the bare minimum of, like, shelter, food, water, ha- like,
0: health care.
1: Like, why is that even up
0: for debate?
1: Like, it, it doesn't make any sense.
0: Can you please explain to like, me, I, like, why I'm debating Christians on this? Like, the, yeah, like. <laughs> seriously it's about take off your shirt and give it to someone who doesn't like turn the other cheek like take care of others seems to be the underlying message like underline 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 take care of those who are not able to take care of yourself like how is this like not the number like the president himself keeps calling this a Christian country it's like okay then I'm guessing we're going to start taking care of everyone right (laughs) like the poor the hungry the sick like right right, right. (laughs) sorry I just got really there. Um but it's the most frustrating thing for me in the world to have to explain to other grown-ups that you need to care about other people and it's just shocking and jaw-dropping to yeah. me that it's like no you need to care about people who aren't in your tribe. Like, that's important, too. Like, just because they're not directly in your church, synagogue, mosque, uh, the witch's circle, um, like, like any, anything that you count as your community, like, you have to care about the people outside of that, and that counts, too, for liberals. You must care about conservatives. Like, you, you cannot yeah. discount anyone's humanity. That's not your job. <laughs> not to you, but step. others. Yes, like, that, but the humans. level of, like... I
1: don't think you should be hearing people out when their opinion is about harming other people. I, agree. I think to the extent where talking eugenics and talking <laughs> things like people who are disabled deserve to die because they can't afford healthcare, like I don't find that like a debatable topic. Like I don't think we should be hearing people out on that view.
0: So like, I'm going to reiterate what I said was okay. What I said was we don't get to discount someone else's humanity. I didn't say that someone's yeah. opinion which discounts anyone else's right to exist is not up for a discussion, yeah. um but I don't feel I I've had this debate with my teenager a million times, which is ignorance is the most curable condition in the world, and racism, ableism, yeah. transphobia, homophobia, and we need to stop the phobia shit too because you're not sick because you're scared of someone, <laughs> you're an asshole. <laughs> like that is not a medical condition, <laughs> maybe a mental health one. I'll, I'll, I'll allow for that, but. All of that does not stand up well to exposure. So you will see so many people who are raised to hate another group get exposed to that group and suddenly like, whoa, I was wrong. Step back, this didn't work out, which is why I believe that all that's so curable, which is why I'm not willing to discount someone's humanity. I will not agree or listen to a lot of it because it's so it so discounts everything that I believe in the dignity of humans and the planet, Um, but I also feel like that's something that they can change. I don't want them to be murdered for it. I want them to be educated, exposed, (laughs) like see if they still feel the same way after they've been exposed and spent time, which is why I was so glad you came on the podcast because your story is so important to get out there and it's so beautiful. And I think the more people who are incredibly brave like you, who are willing to publicly discuss their lives, their experiences. I think the better we're going to be as a group of people where you can't just go, Oh, these people are like this, because yeah. I don't know them, haven't heard them.
1: Yeah. I just wish so much more of it would be like a conversation rather than like a debate. I think yes. that's where it gets so like tough is like, because I, I so many, many times run into people who want to debate my existence <laughs> and want to like try to explain to me why I'm not like real or valid
0: such, like, you are a unicorn
1: this thing of like how do you get to say that like how do you get to tell somebody they're not a thing because you don't understand it like that's not an opinion you're just telling me that my existence is like not real like to that like so ridiculous
0: Let's just agree, but that's just so unacceptable. Every human, that's not okay. Like, to devaluate de- someone's existence and experience just because it wasn't yours. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And, like, when I was growing the thing I wanted to be more than anything was an English teacher. I wanted to teach literature for high school and junior high because when I was – it was what, what woke me up to so much. I mean, I grew up incredibly privileged. I grew up middle class – Pale. I mean the worst thing I had to deal with was that I liked girls and that I was ethnically Jewish so I'd get swastikas drawn on my desk and that sucked but it wasn't as dangerous as like my gay friends who would get the crap beaten out of them by the football team at high school. So I grew up really privileged and the ability to read about other people's experiences was and incredibly, I, it's uh, the best way to teach empathy is to read literature. And so it's like, I, that's what I wanted to be so bad with, like to be there for like kids and be like, okay, so we're going to read 1984 right now. And we're going to read Fahrenheit High 451 and we're going to return to Manzanar. And we are never, ever, 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 ever going <laughs> to read Catcher in the Rye again, like ever. <laughs> so it's just like, I, I feel yeah, like if it would are, also,
1: if people would like, listen and read things about other experiences
0: exactly
1: do these things without expecting people to like have to explain their existence (laughs) to people like as if they're justifying it like just like if you want to learn about it go learn about it but there's people who are willing to talk about it not the people who are being cornered into it like being forced to explain themselves
0: and what you just said i think every single spoonie. can go, I might not understand trans, and this might be the first trans person I've ever heard in my life, but they just understood what you just said, which is, I might not be ready to have this discussion right now. Like, there are days where I'm like, fine, go ahead and yell at me for parking in the handicap spot. I'm here! I'm actually not enough to have this discussion yeah. with you. There's other times where, like, my heart rate actually hit 240, and I don't have the time to have this discussion with you, or the heart rate, unless you want to catch. Yeah. So, like... When you're dealing with, like, I'm just dealing with that when I go out of the house. (laughs) You're dealing with with this all the time from all sorts of different angles. And when you're talking about, like, the spoony closet that all of us have had to or have not come out of. Yeah. That's one thing we can all understand is coming out as I am chronically ill. You have multiple closets. You've got, like the Winchester mystery house of closets that you will either have to choose to or not choose to come out of to different people. And those are going to be very big safety questions for you that maybe a lot of us don't have to think about. No, definitely.
1: And it is like, that is a good point of that too, where it's like, it is very continual. Like people think of it as a thing of like, okay, you come out and like, you're this thing. But, like, no, it's it's something where every day I have to explain this to another person and have to keep explaining and explaining and explaining. And some days, yeah, like, I might have the energy to, like, answer questions and talk about it and do whatever. And then some days I might, like, get really upset that somebody even asked me anything because why do I have to sit here and spend energy that I don't have on, like, something that you could have Googled or, like, gone kind of done a thing when <laughs> you're, like, coming up to <laughs> me on the street to ask me this thing about, like, why do you look like that? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's just this why level of, like, people like expect you to be available for them and, like, to always be, like, open for them to ask these things. And that, that definitely goes for, like, chronic illness and all of those things so much because, like, people will see somebody in a wheelchair or on crutches or something and ask, like, what happened to you? Like, oh my god, what happened? It's like, <laughs> why is it any of your business to ask somebody? I mean, did you like, realize that's Why, this is you, a... why are you feel comfortable asking that?
0: You didn't realize that as a minority, you signed up to be the delegate forever and ever and ever. You were going to be the ambassador for this disorder or any other minority issue you are that you are now going to be explaining this. This is your now job. Like, that's the most insane thing I've ever, like... And I didn't even think about it because I'm always arguing. I'm always debating. It's my biggest annoying weakness. And, I mean, just talking, like, feminism. Like, I read this one feminist who was like, it is not my fucking job to have to explain to men why my opinion is worth something, why my life is worth something, why my safety is worth something. It's not my fucking job. I've got other things to do. And I'm like... Oh my God, (laughs) it was like the first time someone told me no is a complete sentence. I was like, hold on, the whole world just shifted off its axis, no is a complete sentence? I don't have to follow it up with something? It was like the, I don't have to actually, like, I shouldn't have to validate my existence, I shouldn't have to use those spoons to, like, be the delegate for why it's important to care, like, wow, (laughs) give me a moment in an easy chair, like, that's amazing, Okay, we've hit an hour, and I would talk to you for like another five hours. I would kidnap you, my friend. I really enjoyed talking to you. Um, you have a open invitation to come on the podcast anytime to talk about any aspect of what you're dealing with. I, I'm so certain that there are many people who are listening to this going, oh, my God, like, either in I finally understand a little bit more or I've experienced this as well. And I'm living somewhere where I can't discuss this and I cannot thank you enough for being here. So please feel free anytime to email text. We seem to be chatting a lot on Twitter. Feel free to get me up there. I'm always on Twitter yelling and arguing with someone. So feel free. (laughs) But thank you so much. Thank you. I really
1: do. Yeah. I so appreciate just the chance to, like, talk about it at all, because there's so little information on it, especially about, like, the combination of, like, being trans and chronically ill is so, like, not available. Like, there's so little information that you can actually find on that experience. So I think it definitely is, like, really important to let people know a little more about it.
0: <laughs> it's beyond important. And if you, you're you an incredible writer, if you want to write something for the blog, just send it on over. Um, and again, like you want to come on just to talk about your experience. We you have a new experience or some of the experiences that we slightly like tapped on that you're like, you know what? I'm actually ready to have this discussion publicly. I am here for it. I'm absolutely, if you say it and you're like, you know what, <laughs> That was too much. I will instantly delete it. Um, uh, I want to be really respectful because the stuff you've dealt with is huge and impressively, um, bright. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. Um, so everyone thank you so much for listening um be kind be gentle be a badass nicest thing you can do for us is still to go over onto apple podcasts and uh give us some stars and if you have mean things to say about us remember i am the person i do have feelings um say them respectfully you disagree with me you are welcome to disagree with me nicely respectfully and i will be nice and respectful back we have a dialogue which is fun i do this often um Don't think there's anything else. Just uh, tune in and listen. um, Share us. This is such a shareable episode. Oh my God, please share us. Share us with friends or family that are not quite getting this issue. Um, Please share this with um, support groups that you've found in your social media. Um, Just share this episode. If you haven't shared any of our other episodes, this is a really good one to share. Uh, Have a great week, everyone, and uh, tune in next week. And oh yeah, we have a blog. I don't know if you guys realize this, some of you do. It's um, If you ever want to figure out who the hell I am, the blog is a really good place because I keep forgetting people read it. So it's kind of like an open diary. So if you're curious about who I am, that's a good spot to go. All right, thanks everyone, have a great week.